I'm starting to think they really had to ground these characters the first 13 episodes just so they can allow themselves to do the most crazy asinine shit that people will ever see. And it started off very tepid and then we just went full force tonight. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because of nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Doom Patrol Season 1 episode 14 penultimate patrol written by chris dingus i am a whole ass child directed by rebecca rodriguez i gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10 we're gonna jump right into the recap we start in chicago illinois 1946 morden eric morden we find out is his first name meets with his girl millie who asked about his presentation and he reveals it did not go so well. He was fired from the Brotherhood of Evil. You're gone. Fired. Out of here. Ain't nothing I can do for you. I am laughing that he was rejected from an evil organization. Despite his ideas of Electro Ray and a robot man, the brain told him he doesn't have something called Zip. I'm going to equate that to talent. He was replaced by an actual gorilla who can at least speak French. He tells her he got let go and it's lucky because usually when they let you go, you're murdered. And the only reason that he isn't dead is because they do not consider him a physical or intellectual threat. Millie says, I am done with this. In the restaurant, he pleads for her to stay, but she says, I'm the only delusional one falling for your ideas and the fact that you mean something. You are a nobody or Mr. Nobody, and that's all you're going to ever be. Well, I guess she just said nobody. He gave himself the Mr. in front of it. Presently, the gang is in the magic school bus that's painted black following beard hunters tracking device and larry apologizes to flex about dolores who blames himself though harry a recent acquaintance of losing the love of one's life tells him it's not your fault that fresh air also feels good after you've been locked up for many decades he tells him that we're gonna get revenge on the Bureau of Normacy for all the evil shit that they have done over the years. They then get to Danny Street and Larry's like, uh, did I need to remind you that me and Vic totally had an awesome adventure while you and Rita were dealing with Jane becoming Bridezilla. He was being very sassy in this episode. Danny and Flex are old friends. This is probably why he had Flex get him. Not only can he get you where you need to be, but you can bring him here. And it's also where the Beard Hunters tracker is. They talk about the fact that Dolores has died and they hug. And Rita's like, this is sweet and necessary, but I need to interrupt because we're looking for a guy that likes to eat people's hair 
just then she sees Ernest and she says you gotta be fucking kidding me and I will say she yelled his name like a proper black mama from the porch like PJ y'all remember in um (laughs) in the walking dead when Michonne in that episode scars and she saw PJ and she screamed out her name and I was like oh that is all black mama in there you don't even have to have children to get that black mama scream she's like PJ get your ass over here she's like Ernest (laughs) Ernest get your ass over here they uh track him corner him and hammerhead comes out and threatens to stuff bananas up his ass peels on when danny interjects slow your roll you don't have to kill this man uh i know where niles is now the beard hunter Ernest says that he was rescued by danny street or he found danny street instead of niles at this place but he works for the Bureau of Normacy. At least they outsource some of their bounty jobs to him. So I don't feel as if it's a good idea that Ernest is on. Like I get we had one other person turn. But I, from where we left off, it didn't seem as if he met up with Danny Street. Or that Danny Street had rescued him. It felt as if he got exactly where mr nobody wanted him and there's no mention of that conversation or any allusion to that which makes me think that he is probably a double agent that's just my speculation and i'm sticking to it until i am proven otherwise (laughs) larry's like you could have told us that the last time we were here and i'm like he did but you were off doing your karaoke thing larry but vic was definitely told that danny is afraid very much afraid of what mr nobody will do rita tells danny they're hanging on by a thread and danny reveals niles is in the white space flex knows exactly where that is but more importantly how to get there meanwhile vic is still having nightmares about the fact that he almost murdered his daddy But when he awakes, his father is conscious and says, I know a thing or two about nightmares. We go back to Danny Street and he is explaining to them what the white space is. That it is the space where there is no story, where content doesn't exist. Flex has to flex to get them there. And (laughs) Cliff gonna ask, do you need some baby oil? They're all ready to go, but Rita points out we kind of need a strategy, not just walk in there. Larry is co-signing because they've succeeded at Jack Diddley shit since this started, despite Jane's optimism that whatever they break, they glue back together. But Cliff's like, fuck it. Past failures are in the past. We here now. We fumbled our way to the to the <laughs> finish line let's go ahead and fumble our way past it and has everyone hold each other's hands flex begins to flex and everyone at first wonders what are we starting to feel i don't know about this but then they say we are feeling something cliff is not understanding what is supposed to be happening or what he's supposed to be feeling but then everyone on danny street including danny themselves begin to quiver 
uncontrollably and Cliff yells, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Rita says, we're all reaching. And then Jane says, we're fucking coming, man. When I tell you this scene made me laugh so dang on freaking hard, mainly because of everyone's reaction. First and foremost, Rita's O face is absolutely awful. <laughs> like I get everyone else was really given a go for it, but Rita was just like, um, I don't know how to make this face without it feeling overly done. I don't know. She was frozen, but that could just be the fact that she's never had an actual real O and she didn't know what the hell to do with the rest of it if she because she had to focus so much on keeping herself in actual form so I guess I stand her that then <laughs> you have <laughs> Jane like I'll fucking kill you as they keep coming people are quivering the one girl was just jerking <laughs> the one girl brought down with her bike and then they did the side view of freaking Ernest looking at someone's beard (laughs) and Flex is like oh I think I flexed the wrong muscle Larry fell to his knees and it just kept going on and on and on it was just so funny and then when it finally stopped you had Ernest giving a cigarette <laughs> and lighting it for him and the other guy for his beard. Like we had this orgasm together. <laughs> it was so stupid. It flexed being like, I'm stupid. Oh my God. That was just great. That was hysterical. I, I was like, this show is so fucking weird. But it is has its moments where the weird really works and it is just hilariously funny because you even have Danny Street going oh boy (laughs) and the inflatable thing oh just just idiocy at its best but sometimes that's the best kind of humor back at the hospital and it definitely offsets some very dark shit going on (laughs) on the big side of things He apologizes to his father for what he's done, admits that he wasn't ready, that Mr. Nobody twisted his mistrust of his dad, but then Silas drops the bomb and says, all of your memories aren't actually real. Oh, that's awkward. Back on Danny Street, where everyone has had a minute. Oh, I forgot that Cliff joined in and he started acting like he was having an orgasm too. And then the robot moved. Now that was when he was moving weirdly and it was funny. Oh my goodness. And then the girls being like, did you fake an orgasm? And he's like, I just wanted to not feel left out. And they're like, oh, he's like, don't pity me. Just when Larry is losing help, that flex actually has some real powers to get them to this white space. He shows up at dinner with his wife and kids. Rita is on the set of that forbidden whatever film. 
Jane is barricaded in a room that she herself has barricaded herself in at the psych ward and cliff is making that fateful call to his wife mr nobody is like welcome to the worst day of your lives when your life's changed he calls larry a charred airbnb for negative man rita battle of the bulge jane more destructive personalities and cliff basically you caused your wife's death and made you both into a convertible or wrapped you both into a convertible something to that effect he offers them their lives back with happier endings and they can just live it out all they have to do is give up on my or niles who would cease to exist as their lives are given a do-over they all tell him that they've been working on themselves and he does a moment of dragging because you see um cliff not cliff yeah cliff he's got a a woman in his like the nanny or the baby so even that night he still had the babysitter in his trailer as he called his wife so that's him realizing i will always be a piece of shit like that's who i was and then you have (laughs) mr nobody deciding to drag them for thinking they've conquered something saying larry you stole a watch out of an alligator <laughs> and he was drinking a beer like oh come on man larry came out at the tender age of 95 jane tried to commit mind suicide or some shit and that rita sat around like a c team breakfast club <laughs> he was dragging their lives though and it was so funny <laughs> but all of them say that hey i would rather have the life in which i am led here than a do-over in which i will probably make the same mistakes and we've grown and realized the reasons the tragedies happened to them were because of them and he asked rita what are you doing oh fuck you (laughs) sensible jane is the last one left and he's like can you believe those other guys but hammerhead is not allowing sensible jane to have them locked away from people because they hurt them hammerhead says fuck other people we're supposed to protect the girl what does that mean is that jane the little girl and then (laughs) mr nobody's like well shit silas back at the hospital gets a really heavy scene here with vic and it was well acted for once where he reveals that the night that the explosion happened his mother did not die they both were at the brink of death but they also both were rushed to start surgical and that dad had chosen to save him and he asks, why did you save me and he replies it was niles he argued that you were the best candidate for the type of nanotech that they were using but dad wanted to save his wife instead but niles was able to finally convince him that saving their son was the only choice that she would want him to make and thus he was saved and that him waking up next to her on the lawn was a lie he told at his bedside not mess with his programming but 
told him a lie so much that he actually believed it silas says he didn't realize vic was carrying the weight of the blame all of these years and i'm like really that sounds very like bullshit i think you knew and you just as you stated were afraid that the reveal would destroy the family so you decided not to tell him whatsoever but not only has he known something's not been quite right but you were allowing him to think that the blame was on him and you still didn't say anything all this time so he says that i'm gonna go with my friends to help them because i actually trust them and basically he deserved the whoop ass maybe not to death that he got from his son but that's what happens when you lie you can't keep big ass secrets like that that's because <laughs> he really has like his whole identity has been based on the fact that he was responsible for his mother's death so that's been his his uh number one motivating factor and that's no longer the case so cyborg is something built around an idea what does he become once that idea is now no longer the foundation rita is or they're all transported back to the white space rita believes that she wrestles control by narrating that she finds her friends and niles jane shows up as well as the doctor telling mr nobody once he shows up in his uh (laughs) i don't even know what to call those pants he turns into his villainous self and she calls him out on being or having an inferiority complex and that he has faux childishly sinister motivations and it all stems from women problems as we see millie vanish and walk away then randomly vic shows up with a cannon and he's like dressed like he's from the hood and i'm like okay that doesn't seem right because i really don't think he did a change of clothes because we would have seen him change his clothes <laughs> it, it was just it almost seemed as if he had a, a haircut or he just did a trim up it was just a totally different person from what we recently saw he was just too clean and then it all very bizarrely ended anticlimactically. plus they quickly got back to the mansion without any real explanation or fallout so i knew that something was definitely up in this uh simulation time loop they've become the new doom patrol they're fighting against a giant robot and their superpower is speaking to it and then they are vaporized they go back into the loop over and over again killed a million different ways in front of niles to allow him to watch it's his personal torture but they've also unknowingly being killed over and over again niles eventually catches on and tells them what is happening they're like no we beat him a year ago and then the real vic shows up having (laughs) no idea what the hell is going on and why they're not whooping mr nobody's ass especially when he says who the fuck are you when he sees another vic and that's when mr nobody reveals he's been playing him this entire time and then they go back to the white space and cliff's like oh man not this again 
and mr nobody says if stupidity were a superpower you would be superman shots five he tells Vic, look you cannot beat me that is not something you can do but you can be free of me all niles has to do is what niles tell the truth because the truth will set you free this niles ass has been your game this entire time he's like well the doy son and (laughs) he thinks it's a beautiful poetic irony that his ragtag crew got all the way here to rescue him and he's the one that is going to free everybody (laughs) and um they're all encouraging him it's okay chief you can say except for jane jane's like she seen i don't know yeah because it was larry you said you could tell us anything it was also cliff and rita but jane looked hella suspicious because she knows that she already was having a crisis of faith with him and that home that i hope they go back to i want to see the original doom patrol home again i hope we see what that black man's powers are because that would be interesting i thought those two actors had probably some of the best chemistry on the show but i digress niles comes out and says that the tragedies that happened to them weren't actually accidents but all caused by him oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit well that is definitely a fucking buzzkill and <laughs> I think this is a perfect twist. I did not expect it to be coming this way. So, wow. He even said, I'll rope not um, Victor in here. But he didn't want Victor to show up for whatever reason. Because I think Victor is the man with the plans. And I think that he would utilize the team's powers. And he would best know how to team up and defeat Mr. Nobody and use their strengths against his possible weaknesses because they have learned at least at least a little bit about their powers and their abilities so i don't think he's happy that victor's there but he can't really reveal that so i think that's interesting i am very invested in how this is all gonna fall out why did he cause their accidents I'm really looking forward to the next episode and I don't think I've said that once all season. I haven't hated it. I think I went into great detail last episode about how I felt about the series thus far but I do find myself um, very much waiting to get to the final big reveal, the big catch of this season. So with that, let's get into the feedback. If you want to join in the conversation, you can send your feedback to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it in written format or audio, 10 minutes or less. It looks like we only got one piece tonight, so let's hear what Queen Chai has to say. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am back to discuss Doom Patrol episode 14, the penultimate episode yeah um 
I'm just gonna say it. This episode was very underwhelming to me. I mean, we did learn some things about Mr. Nobody, about Vic, which were good, I guess. I mean, I mean, they were good. I don't know. It just this episode dragged for me. I mean, I don't know what it is. I seem to be saying that this week, but in my feedback that these episodes have dragged I mean I've said this before and I'll say it again you know it's never a good sign when I'm like constantly watching the time to see how much longer I have (laughs) how much longer the episode is um that's letting me know that it's I'm not engaged in the episode as much as I need to be and I found myself doing that quite frequently um for this one and um yeah i mean it was good to learn about vic and you know we did so we finally got the betrayal from from the father um in regards to i mean implanting the memories i mean but even that wasn't as um you know that wasn't as much of a twist as it could have been um I mean, yeah, it was messed up that his dad left him to believe or kept him believing that it was him and him alone responsible for his mother's death. I mean, yeah, he played a part in it, but ultimately, I mean, she was alive and then he had to choose between um, that. The dad had to choose between um, Vic and his mom and he chose his mom. Which to me, I just don't understand why he would have to lie about that. I still don't get it. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, yeah, he would be sad and all this good stuff. But, I mean, I'm sure if you explained to him, you know, he had to make a choice um, between his survival and his mom's. Just like he explained it in this episode. I mean, yes, he would have been devastated um, for sure. But... I didn't I don't know I mean maybe it's me maybe you and Mimi can explain that you know I didn't understand the need to lie about that it just didn't make sense to me and his reasoning for lying didn't make sense to me either so I wasn't that just I don't know I didn't I didn't see the point in that and that was kind of blah to me um again it was good to get this the the whatever it is that we knew was um, then we knew it was something, but you know, and I was disappointed when it didn't seem like there was anything. And then when we got this, it was just, I was still disappointed. It's like, okay. And then Mr. Nobody, oh, now we know why he got the name Mr. Nobody because his girlfriend Millie dumped him. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is the reason he turned evil because. He felt insignificant um, and again his girlfriend dumped him and this has caused him to go on this path which he was already on. What is that thing called they said? The Bureau of Evil? I don't remember what the name of it was to be honest. I didn't even write it down. Matter of fact I didn't even write anything down. (laughs) I barely wrote anything down. I will say the funny part, I mean, there was a funny part that had me dying, so it was some comic relief in there, was when um, Flex uh, had them all, (laughs) 
when they went to Danny Street and they all had the orgasm because he flexed the wrong muscle, I died. I was like, first I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then, uh, finally, you know, when it became apparent what was going on, I thought that was funny. And then Cliff, you know, of course he doesn't have the, uh, the, uh, functions of everyone else so he's like pretending to um have an orgasm just to be part of the uh the group so that was funny even Danny having it doesn't like Danny can have one but I guess <laughs> uh yeah that was funny um so that yeah that was funny um and I mean, it was good for them to face their um, face their fears and make the choice to, you know, we see the growth. So we're able to see the growth with Larry, Cliff, Rita, and Jane um, as they come to realize that, you know, and you know, Mr. Nobody did make a good point because they did spend decades pining for this life that they thought they wanted, and I'm sure at one point. You know, in the beginning of the season, that version of them probably would have been a lot more tempted, and maybe some of them would have made the choice to uh, go back and, you know, do it all over again. But, you know, at this point, we see that they've grown and they realize that, you know, as tempting as it is, the past needs to remain exactly where it is, the past, and they should move on. The whole, I mean, the whole, the only thing I'll say about the ending part when they were, they kept going to, uh, confront the robot and then we kept getting that scene repeated, repeated, and they kept dying. I'm like, why is Niles waiting till like they've done it like a million times before he's like, stop, stop the madness. I thought that was dumb. I'm like, okay, I think after a few times of this time loop, you should have tried to change something but instead he just kept letting them do it and they kept dying in different ways so i thought that was weird um for that to happen um i don't know yeah the whole reveal of niles being the mastermind behind everything that everybody went through uh it wasn't as I don't know it didn't do it for me I'm like okay I don't know I think by this time I was over it and so you know this reveal that you know Niles was behind uh the the evil or the stuff that everyone went through just wasn't something I was I cared about I mean I don't know Uh, again I I'm I'm just going to leave it to you and Mimi to discuss this episode. Maybe y'all enjoyed it and got more out of it than I did. Um, Oh, yeah. I also forgot about the beard guy. Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, him having his moment with that guy with the beard. But that was funny. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm just going to, like I said, I'll leave it to you and Mimi to delve more into it if y'all enjoyed it more than I did but I really didn't um and so yeah I will look forward to whenever we do the finale for season one 
Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. So that was Shy's feedback for this episode. So I have a question for you. What is your expectation on pace and speed? I'm just genuinely curious because usually when I hear, you know, that it thing episodes are slow for people and it's not to say hey, that's how you saw the episode. I do wonder what ideally a pace looks like to you in in particular series. Does it change by genre? Um, and the reason why I say this is because I am very keen to pick out a slow episode versus episodes I don't feel are slow. Like I would not consider this a slow episode. You said there's slow episodes in the past and I'm like, yeah, that's been a slow episode, but I would not classify this as a slow episode because there were things that moved the plot along. So it wouldn't even be considered a filler episode. Now, some of the things we were possibly expecting, um, I did not expect the thing at the end. Um, and I think maybe in the way you worded it, that Niles masterminded, I don't think that's necessarily accurate. I don't think he masterminded anything. He stated, I believe the exact words were, I have to find my notes, is that all of the ac- accident or the tragedies that happened to them were actually accidents, but caused all by him, meaning it, it's their fault. But I do believe that they're like, basically he was doing something and then it had an untended effect of befalling tragedy to them. I still say that's an accident unless you just went out to harm them purposely. Now, if that's what comes out next episode, that's a whole different thing. Then yes, you would be right at, at uh, masterminding their current situations. But I think whatever it is, it's just something that very much like Vic, it, it, it's a guilt thing that he hasn't told them the truth. But it kind of would explain why why he has decided to, um, you know, protect them, shelter them. You know, they're all living in his big ass mansion. He rescued all of them. So whatever he did do, he definitely, like they've been doing all season, tried to put a Band-Aid on the wound. But no matter what, the the truth never being the thing that came out, maybe never even the thing they could have understood back then. Um, it's definitely the big card that Mr. Nobody had to play because what does Niles have in the world except for the people that he trusts? And it is that little family group that he has. He clearly, we show, cares about them a great deal despite the, the reason why they all became the family unit that they did. And he also is kind of proud of them that they were able to overcome the, the many things that have held them back. But I also, in my humble opinion, think that has to do with Victor coming into the household and really, uh, motivating them to do more because they really had no, like they, they didn't have a real good plan they didn't have much before he showed up on the premises and he definitely kept them motivated and at least willing to wish their necks and risk the things that are happening in their past to move forward so I think that has more to do with it now the reason why he did these I think is probably going to be the cliffhanger reveal in some way 
Um, and I also have to point out, you have said this season has dragged for at least half of the season. <laughs> so I think maybe the pace of this, the way in which they do the storytelling is just not favorable to you. And that's fine. You know, I, um, I think it definitely struggles with the consistency of the story actual arc. I don't think that the 15 episodes were utilized as well as they could be, but I don't have the same argument that it would be slow paced or that it was sluggish in any parts. But I've had Mimi say the same thing. Like she felt it was sluggish and it could just be the content. I mean, the content is a little to the left and I know you like some left shows when it's violence and and more more in your face more explosive type things but when it's more subtle kind of humor I think that is where um maybe that that type of genre isn't hitting like their type of humor um because I thought it was funny that he was kicked out of the brotherhood of evil they're evil they want anyone to use and they're just like yeah you couldn't even make it with uh, our evil organization um i think he said it was dumb that he got left over his girlfriend i think that's the whole like that was the last straw for him calling him mr nobody like i said i think he took it as a moniker um that oh well you thought i would never be nobody and look i can basically narrate my whole entire life or anyone else's lives for that matter so he's actually incredibly powerful for someone who was once labeled someone that was mr nobody which is why he so casually in my opinion showed them that oh yeah my girl left me and she talked she called me those words like he allowed them to get as close because that doesn't bother him he's not maniacal because of that i believe he's maniacal probably because he blames niles for something maybe niles is responsible for what happened to him too um we definitely know niles was at that facility of von whatever nazi doctor so we know that niles worked for the bureau of normancy he didn't always ride the most uh what's the word that the my one of my favorite characters of the season showing up use like he's not a cookie cutter type of character he's done some shitty things and since this is the not it's the it's polar opposite of the doom patrol or not the doom patrol justice league um i get that type of dichotomy between the two that you know where they're standing up for a noble cause doing noble things organized you kind of have the the rejects so to speak but they're dealing with the abnormalities of superpowers that nobody wants to talk about or deal with and the emotional and you know traumatic fallout of that and then how do you build a life from that there is a lot of good context there that they did explore in the season that i thought was well done uh but i think his whole thing borden is the fact that he's been rejected by everyone even <laughs> you know he's considered uh, not even a, a threat enough to be murdered i mean that's kind of that's fucked up that's a serious thing to call that's more than an inferior for inferiority complex that's a major like basically you have no value breathing <laughs> so him owning that fact and simply 
you know, being nobody living in the white space between pages, narrating the world around them. There's a beautiful poetic justice to that or poetic irony, I should say that I really enjoyed by learning that little bit of his backstory. I don't even think that was the whole thing. Be nice to know what it was like working at the brother of brotherhood of evil. And then with regards to Vic and his dad. Now I got, I totally got where Vic was coming from. It's not so much. And that's the thing. Why did he lie? He lied because the first words he said out of his mouth was, I wasn't even trying to save you. I was trying to save your mother and Niles had to convince me to save you. That's a hard thing to admit to your son. And then that you might think after the fact your son is not only going to judge you for not wanting to save his life despite loving him. He clearly loved his wife more. He even said, well, you know, Niles had to convince me that it's the only decision she would allow me to make. Like I could not have saved her life without keeping her she would have hated me for the rest of my life and that would have been that i would have been she would have been gone anyway thus he decided to save his son that's a lot that's a lot to admit to to, that's some really raw transparent like i don't doubt he doesn't love his son but when you have to calculate like because the natural reaction would be you're my son we would always have saved you it's not that kind of situation and then i'm sure at that moment afterwards regretting the fact that he didn't think to save his son first it was easy for him to come up with a lie probably to think make him feel better like you don't need to know that it was between you and your mom um and there's an additional you know baggage that comes with that as well like okay well my life was more valuable uh, is that why you made me cyborg? You know, you told me this lie forever. You could have told me at any point. I'm a 26 year old fucking man. I think uh, calcul- Mimi calculated the years where <laughs> what age he is. But no, he should have known. And that distrust between them was festering. And you ain't gonna tell me Silas didn't know. So I thought that was a very legitimate um, scene. Powerful because you know it is a nightmare to have to make that choice and yeah i'm sure given time he's gonna understand but it's the lies being lied to for years and then knowing you being lied to for years but then you're being told you're crazy and then your father's also overbearing and controlling you know and you don't understand his motivations and where they're where it's coming from that's gonna fuck with you so i thought that was absolutely uh very validly done um and they had a really touching conversation about it but i do think that they're going to reconcile you mentioned the part about the orgasm that was funny but yeah i just think that personally uh the show is okay it's not horrible and i don't think you're saying it's horrible either but I can definitely feel as if your your interest has waned significantly from when you first sent it feedback to where you are now. And like I think I said it before, I don't want anyone to ever hate watch a show. Um, but I can definitely think that maybe there's just some of the things that are just not working for you in a way 
because I thought I was laughing most of this episode so I'm just curious now to know what your expectations are and if you are coming for season two you know what would you like to see and that's a perfect segue since next week will be the uh, season finale if you're going to go to season two what what do you want to see in those storylines what would get your interests reinvested as you were those first few episodes so if you again want to join in the conversation send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes leave a review and rate the podcast until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic